Konnichiwa, everybody. It's time to crack open a cold one. Take off your pants, grab your favorite waifu pillow, and talk some anime with the fellas at Sakin. Anime! Hit the theme music. Welcome to Talking Anime. It's your host with the most, the kind of offensive dude that everyone loves or hates, Gachi. And since I shot Triple in the back of the head and buried him outside of his house, and Mitch just never responded to my DM, so I burned his house down in his sleep, it's me with two of my intrepid guests and dear friends. We got Del. Del, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, what's up? I forgot to pack a 300 gold piece diamond so I can't resurrect either of the fuckers that are usually here. That's a deep cut for people who like deep cuts. It's actually not that deep, it's only what? You get that shit at fifth level if you're a half caster or something like that. Anyway, um, I'm here to talk about anime and not D&D, so glad to be here. That joke cut deeper than a My Chemical Romance fan in 2008. I mean... So you go there, and then I go. I go to thinking about various cuts of diamonds, which which is also, which is also an arguably <laughs> the problematic situation in which we find ourselves because we all just decided that these things have worth. They're just rocks. Well, I make the fucked up jokes you you subconsciously want to make, but don't. And we got my co-host ah! on the Weebsty Boys YouTube channel, which will be launching very soon. One third yes. of the cast, one of our recurring guests. One of my dear, intrepid Canadian brothers and good friend, Will. Hello, it's me. I'm Will. I'm here again. Totally not because Gachi has a gun to the back, to the back of my neck. <laughs> will, if you value your family lives, you will uh, come on this podcast. Here's the thing. I don't value their lives, but I value mine, so. Well, you better be careful then. <laughs> That's, by the way, if my parents are listening, which I hope they're not, uh, that was a joke. Uh, there are also so many knows. ways to define family. This can be as open-ended as we like. Yeah, what, what is family? Vsauce, Michael here. That's what I'm saying. Listen, yeah, if Vsauce? One Piece has taught me anything, it's the friends you make along the way are your real family. Pirates are the ultimate chosen family, and I will die on that hill. I fully you know what? die on that I, hill. As a person that like regularly researches shit way too in-depth... Uh, I 100% agree. Did you know that Whitebeard was actually based off of Black Sam Bellamy? Or, sorry, Blackbeard was based off of, uh, or not Blackbeard, fucking Gold D. Rogers based off Black Sam Bellamy. I don't think I know who Black Sam Bellamy is. Uh, he basically, basically back in the 1700s, he accrued the world's largest pirate fortune, but he was killed in a shipwreck off over coast, and no one confirmed knows where his body is, so it's rumored he escaped. 
There's a bit of an occupational hazard, isn't it? The potential of dying in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. He was a pirate that famousized the big red coat and said, like, if anyone kills me, takes my treasure. It's yours to have it. That's where all of Gold D. Rogers is based off of. Now, if you want to talk about Whitebeard's Whitebeard's origins, I would argue he could have probably been... It depends who you ask, because he could have been obviously based off of numerous pirates. But but there's a lot of famous old school pirates where I think Blackbeard der- or Whitebeard derives himself from, especially such as figures as uh, like um, fuck Bluecoat. I think that was his nickname. Uh, let me just look it up quickly. He was one of the first like big fucking pirates. Um, uh, fuck, I can't remember his name. Give me one minute, I'll find it. I thought the biggest pirate in the world was the guy from Monkey Island. What's his name? Guybrush Threefoot or something? Dude, for anyone that actually cares about pirates, like, Oda did his fucking work. Yeah, I've been rereading One Piece recently, like, all those pirates. I, I've never met pirates. Uh, uh, Thomas okay, Two, that was his name. I think that most Thomas of us in the year of our Lord 2022 of have not met pirates, but... Yeah. I don't know, I know a few guys that did some operations in Somali that have, uh, we'll say they've met pirates. Although they don't quite live up to what you'd define as a pirate. But anyway... It's just, it's just that the shape of stealing things has changed, you know? Listen, yeah. if I could yeah, if I steal... steal living in the world of crypto, bro, I don't know what the fuck can tell you. <laughs> Listen, Del, if I could steal an American battleship and become a pirate, I fucking would. How long do you think you would last? And that's an earnest question. Honestly, it depends. Are we talking like... Okay, okay. Are we talking like a class ship, an aircraft carrier, or are we talking like a nuclear-capable uh, vehicle? Uh, let's assume you have a people of, uh, excuse me, a, a crew of ten people at your disposal, and they are all reasonably skilled, and you can have as big a fucking boat as you want. I how would you, say I would take a nuclear class submarine then. Okay, I'll, if I okay. could have a nuclear class submarine with a, t- a crew of ten people, when I think they're usually around thirty to eighty, I would say I could reasonably last. Eight months. Okay, and what is your end goal in this situation, supposing you acquire this submarine? Nuking Ohio. Jesus! A land, a borderline landlocked state? Actually, you know what? You know what? Why? Nuking, Wait, what do you have against back. Ohio? Do you hate the Browns that badly <laughs> or something? No, no, I've changed my answer to nuking Quebec, and that's because of my sheer hatred of the oh, French. Oh, that's a chef like that. Are you kidding me? Jesus. No, <laughs> I can, speak, I can scream gibberish as well. That was, that was French. Sorry, Quebec. God. <laughs> Listen, every Canadian that isn't from Quebec hates Quebec. Look, I'm a fellow Canadian, but if there's one place in Canada I'm getting rid of, it's fucking Montreal. Yeah, exactly. Montreal, I listen, I went there once drunk on an overlay flight to my parents' house because I couldn't get a flight from Vancouver to my parents' house. I had to fucking go through Montreal, then back to, back to BC because of flight schedules. And Montreal so is the single worst. That I'm I'm the only non-Canadian on this podcast, so I actually have Montreal. No okay, case, okay. But... You know how you know how badly designed like uh, LA is, right? For a rough reference, I have never spent time in. LA have you been to Detroit? Life. No, I've never been to LA. I've never been to Detroit. No. Um. What's a big city that you could give us a tour I mean, design? I lived in New York, D.C., Boston. Okay, okay. I mean, I've spent imagine, imagine. Okay, you know what? You know what? That works perfectly well. Chicago. Imagine New York. Imagine New York, but designed the worst way you could well, imagine. Public transport Even worse. is good in New York. Is the thing public transport oh, no. is actually good. Okay, you know what? Actually, Boston. Imagine if Boston 
Like, all its roads were the exact same as they were in the 1800s. Yeah, that... And then plug that into Montreal. That sums up Montreal with the rent of L.A. Ew, hate that. Yeah, no. And then everyone that's French in Canada is pretentious about it. Yeah. And they don't even have, like, fun, sexy French accents. Like, like no, French... it sounds like, oh, like, yeah, I know, it's like a thing, yeah. yeah, like, fr- like... Paris French, that's like the Chad French, whereas I Montreal French is like that Virgin French. Yeah. But uh, I like uh, the Quebec Wallace speaking of uh, Why French. Why they speak like this in the whole, yeah. You know. it, it's basically the equivalent of like, you know that deep hood speak you only get from having like that oh one God. sketchy weed dealer? And this so, is just like, like, also like, no, but I'm just gonna, I, I hear where you're going with this, but the points of personal reference I have for this? Absolutely not. God. Have you ever had, have you ever had, okay, Listen, every guy that ever bought weed illegally has that one dealer. It's like, like you go there, like, yo, can I pick up an eighth? And he's like, yo, smoke this blunt with me. Take a hit of this, right? Ooh. And you, and like six hours later, you're like, can I leave? And he goes, yo, man, take a hit of this. And you're just fucking baked on this dude's house. Well, like, there's some dude getting it on in the next room. You're watching a sports game you don't care about, and your whole day is just blowing, smoking weed with your dealer. I just love that you think and I then, have and enough then you, cred that you think I had a, a, an on, then, ongoing relationship with a dealer. I feel quite flattered, frankly. And then when you leave, he goes, when you go to leave and he gives you your eighth, he goes, take a hit of this. And you're like, fuck it, sure. Literal rip in the most literal sense, LOL. Listen, every single weed dealer you will ever... Every single old school... Listen, they speak in their own language. French is like if you took every single bad localization of Japanese and then <gasps> translated it to Korean, then translated it to Chinese, then translated it to Norwegian, then translated it back to English. Oh my gosh, my Norwegian-American ass is so un- unhappy with you. And also, uh, thinking about... I'm My brain is going in so many different directions. Kansai dialects in in subs are one of my very favorite things in the universe and also i just feel the need the the button on this for me is that some of my very favorite folk music in the world comes from quebec i will shut up about canada now because i really have no business going on about canada because i am super not from there said something i have a a quick question about no yeah what uh, y- you know how to tell the difference, like, from Kansai accent by just l- listening by any chance? Uh, uh, it, uh, it takes me a second, but yes, I think, I, like, I'm not, I'm by no means fluent in Japanese, but if somebody, if I'm watching a sub and somebody comes on, I might struggle to be like, oh shit, is this Kyoto or Osaka? But if it's Kansai, I can usually place it, yeah. Okay, what does that usually sound like? It's my way of usually telling when, you know, someone has a Kansai accent, like, when I play, like, a Yakuza game or something, yeah. it's like... Instead of saying like like you, those so like like yeah. Yeah, that's part of it, and I find a big part of it is you know what? Not dissimilar to Quebecois French. Now that I think about it, I find that it is often a little bit more nasal, and with a Kansai accent specific. Like I guess I'm thinking about Osaka because I'm thinking about if you've seen Bleach, I'm thinking about the sub the the Japanese the Japanese voice actor who voices Shinji, for example, rather than Gin. Shinji is Osaka and Gin is Kyoto, for example. Both of them, however, kind of roll their R's a little bit. And there's there's this, like, the words are just kind of, like, falling out of your mouth in a very cavalier way, along with those rolled R's. And so but I am by no means an expert, but if I hear rolled R's, nasal tone, and a cavalier attitude, 
Usually if I then Google it and I say, okay, does this person have a Kansai accent? Are they supposed to have a Kansai accent? Usually the answer is yes, but my, my hit rate isn't a hundred percent. Those are the best guidelines. Do you, know the, do you want to know the easiest? Do you speak any Japanese? Uh, not, not enough in a way that I would feel comfortable being like, oh yes, I speak Japanese. I, I, if you dropped me in the middle of Tokyo, I wouldn't be an absolute nightmare, but I wouldn't be amazing. The best way to describe the Kansai accent or the Kansai dialect, because it's like that stereotypical hick dialect, right? Is uh, when you when you hear it in Japanese, it almost feels like a southern droll mixed with Yoda's voice. Uh, I, sorry, my brain went to seagull stop it now, and that's helpful to zero people. <laughs> <laughs> I love that I video. I love it so much. But, I'm also in such a Star Wars... Like, you know this. I'm in such a Star Wars mode right now because I'm just... Now, I apologize for ruining your campaign with Austin Powers. You... Yeah. Well, it was funny the at context least. Here is yes. I've, so we're halfway, I would say, I'm hoping we're at least halfway through, but I would like to think we're about 60% of the way through a Star Wars one shot that I ran with Gachi and a couple other people in uh, the talking anime gr group group of people that usually that often show up and play D&D. The Rolpacho gang. gang, more or less. Yeah. And um, it's set during the Clone Wars. And I'm pretty pleased with the way I put this whole little story together. And we've got some really exciting uh, uh, like planetary origin choices and class choices. And we're dealing with this homebrew PDF that I really like. And Gachi straight up was like, hey, uh, I know I know that this is the situation. And what I'm doing is just he just made literal Austin Powers, which somehow was not the most perverse part of that whole entire half of that one shot. But anyway, so. I literally just put all my skills into support skills and like bullshitting skills. And I made you, Dude, I, I made I, you I make reasonable know, checks. I just want to know why of all the characters you can make a D&D character of, why would you want to be Austin Powers? No. Like my first D&D character is literally just Kelsey or from Mistborn. He's such <gasps> oh a my god, shut the I'm... front door! Kelsey is okay, okay, my favorite okay, okay. characters wait, wait. of all time. Also, wait, Del? 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 Both of you give me a quiet. I can't hear you, Del, but if we're going to simp about Sanderson afterwards, let's simp about Sanderson after he got Listen, listen, I was about to give you both. I was waiting. Del, you've talked about your love for Mistborn. That's why I brought Will into it and you into it, because I know you both love Mistborn, and I've read all of Mistborn as well. It's kind of just the first one, and I notoriously fall in love with characters who die in the first installment of a series. Listen, listen, my favorite. Del, Del, my favorite character is Wax, but I respect you, Kelsey, or enjoy oh yourself, even God. though I hate Ben. He's so, okay. he's so competent. What, sorry. Yeah, no, like, Wax is, is cool, but, like, Kelsey is, like, the cool uncle who everyone wants to invite Kelsier over. Kelsey is just very no, you good know what? all of the things that matter. You know what? The, yeah. Do you want to know the first thing I fucking got when I read? So, anyone that doesn't know, I have a degree in criminal psychology. Welcome to talk in anime where we don't hey. talk about anime, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, we talk about Brandon. Um, Wait, are you going to de debunk Kelsey over like facts and logic or some shit? Because no. I will. Yes, I'm going. To, I'm going to drop something on you. The first thing I read when I first read Kelsier is he's a clinical sociopath. He's literally manipulated everyone oh, from the first book yeah. onwards into. No, he but I thought I, when I first read, friend. he's he's literally no. But I think he's fundamentally a bad person. I feel like oh, he's yeah, not with the way that with. With the way the Cosmere is going, he is going to be the reason the Cosmere falls apart. Um, no, don't yeah. spoil it. No, 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 I don't care. 
He he is a bad person, and he's the no, kind no, of guy. No, 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 I'm not spoiling anything. He's the kind of man that the ends justify the means, yes. and that is a bad thing for someone that helped kill a god emperor. I feel like the fundamental question of Mistborn is what happens after you do the thing you said you were gonna do. Yeah, yes. that's that's why I hate the second two books in the Mistborn series, but love the sequel series. I'm in the minority. I think Will of Ascension is like on par. Like my favorite is Bands of Mourning, but like I think it just it's just barely above Will of Ascension to me. I honestly liked every single Stormlight Archive book more than I liked every single Mistborn book. Getting there, book. I'm getting there. But that's also because I emotionally, later, actually. yeah, I I, I emotionally I, relate to Kaladin on so many levels, God. and Dell. And Will, both of you have spoken to me. You understand why I relate to Kaladin. Yeah, I understand that. Like, you, you've not, you're, like, you're, you don't keep it secret. By the way, Del, I just want to say, uh, simply for being a Mistborn fan, I'm, I'm sending you a friend Aww, request. Thank you. That's enough for me. No we'll problem. have you on the Weebsty Boys at some point, Del, when we roast books at one mm, point. At some point, yeah, we're going to have to do that. Oh, man. Let me... You need to let me go off an Oathbringer because I have so many opinions on that book. I, I can't. Yeah, you we get, when you get caught up, after Del? I finish everything. Yeah, I'm making I'm making my way through. I'm doing a lot of Excel work this summer, by the way. So I'm gonna audio book get... the house down boots. Uh, do you know graphic audio? Yeah. I'll send you the piracy links for the entire uh, Oathbringer series. So you don't have to pay for it. Graphic audio is so cool, except for I for Stormlight series. Sorry. Because it, it's a radio play thing, basically, so they have like all yeah, all voice yeah, actors. yeah. No, I yeah. Uh, so I've I've gotten I I do have the physical books as well, but I also I took a road trip this past okay. weekend, and I I listened to I'm at the part where it's all, so at this point I've only heard Kaladin, and depending on how she wants to say it, either Shallan or Shallan. Um, I hate Shallan so fucking much. Not that far no, in, but I don't hate her. Del, trust me. Are you on the first book? I'm on the first book. I just started it. You will okay, understand why I hate that oh. bitch. She seems very Wait, practical uh, to me so far. Practical and talented. No, and I also want her to fuck the hot priest. Del, Wait, Del, <laughs> Wait let, me, let me finish. Del, you know the one of the few things that annoy me the most are people that dwell on their things without getting help? Wait, what? I feel like she looks for help. Well, so, okay, so the thing is, she grew up with she grew up no. with money, which is not necessarily an excuse, but it does make it makes me understand why she approaches problems the way she approaches problems. And the other side to that coin is, if you grow up with a sense of etiquette, it does occasionally get you places. If you know how to raise the correct hand in the correct posture when you're in a fancy person's house, that does yield results that you wouldn't achieve up like i kaladin couldn't do that for example because his eyes are the wrong color sorry 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 you know and i'm not saying that this means that shallon slash shallon is a i still don't know how to say her name it doesn't mean that she's a good problem solver but she does have skill sets at her disposal and of course i haven't seen much of her story yet but she she's she's the kind of person who not everybody is gonna want to be friends with and the people who fuck with her are gonna fuck with her hard you know what i mean del i'm gonna drop you something Ugh. 
And it is it's not a spoiler. Just try not to be too judgmental too early, sense. you know. I've also only met two POV characters other than that boy who yeah, dies yeah. in oh, okay. this character. Uh, I'm gonna well, well, assume he's gonna come back, but still. Okay, is that is that looks like one of my favorites. Yeah, I was gonna say I really because so also cool. having yeah, read yeah. the back of the book, it's like, okay, cool, this guy is definitely gonna come back somewhere. So one of the things I hate in the world the most is people that have problems but refuse to figure out they need help. Chase Whether it's ask Yasma for it, Kalan be honest, months. have a level point, and that is why I hate Shalon. Shalon literally is the reason I stopped eating peanut butter and jam sandwiches. That sounds like a you problem. Yeah, you, I, I don't know how far you no, are. No, Del, when you finish the first book, you will oh, understand. Man. I'm yeah, not, like, I'm Del, not, I'm not going to go far. into why, but, but uh, uh, you will probably like jam a lot less by the end oh, of the book because no. it gets mentioned a lot. Uh, oh, because but, she, I did get to the part where like, she was in the library in that little alcove and she was she was drawing, 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 and then the person, the, the the spiritual acolyte person. I'll, I'll give you a way. I'll give you a, a quote from Brandon. Like, what do you like? And she himself. said, "I like jam." And he went, "Ha ha." He said, "Amusing." He said. <laughs> he he literally said he would if he could rewrite Mistborn and Stormlight, he would rewrite it so Kelsier makes what? it longer in the series. And and he's also said he would cut down the way he did introductions and like perspective switches mm -hmm. in Stormlight because you'll be like in the middle of an intense yeah. scene and all of a sudden it'll cut to to Shalon bitching about Jam. Makes me more that compelled. I don't know, but I also grew up not grew up, but. I don't know. I remember being 12 and reading the Game of Thrones books that existed before there was even going to be a series and those perspective switches making me feel like, I don't know. I feel like there is a tradition in written so prose kind of fantasy that started in maybe the mid eighties and continued through the mid, the mid to late, the, the mid aughts to maybe the mid 2010s. I don't know. I kind of dropped off the face of the fantasy earth once 2010 or so hit ish and i'm starting to get back into it now but the idea oh, yeah. of this is this massive vast epic world and perspective switches are important so that you as the reader can see a lot of that vast epic world that was a popular style choice that i got very comfortable with a certain period of time and so seeing that in stormlight archive almost that. feels nostalgic to me in a way that i'm responding to positively so far i'm still very early on Del, did you read did you ever read the wheel of time I tried. series you strike yeah i read the dead. first book and i got halfway through the second like twice and then i i read i started wheel of time after reading i think the only game of thrones books that were out at the time were <laughs> certainly the first three the first yeah. three yeah Having no, read, like, I, Lord I Rings, started. But... And the fucking Aragon and okay, Harrison a... cycle, actually. Oh my God, I, I do too, yeah. Series. Even... I'm actually Listen, What was your favorite that. book? My favorite book was Brisinger. Oh, I like... My... Sorry, go ahead. I was just thinking about it. I think I have... There's a place in my heart for the first one. Of course, Aragon, you know what, know for a 14-year-old, Aragon was written surprisingly really was. well. I think I like Inheritance best, actually. I think Inheritance was this, I can this lovely that. culmination of Christopher Paolini tying things together in a way that he could never have anticipated when he started writing this series when he was so young. 
And also... Yeah, so, so perspective, well, this guy got his first book published at 15, which is Aragon. He wrote it while he was 14. Yeah, he was a little, a lovely yeah. little homeschool boy in, in, from Montana. Um, and and the, pro, the prose is reasonably good. It's not perfect. The storylines aren't perfect. The characters aren't perfect. Uh, but they were, they were, I read it I, for me so, when I was like a kid kid. Like I read the first one when I was seven. So I, I told you guys how like I've constantly been in training combat since basically I was five, like whether it was martial arts, weapons or et cetera. Right. Yeah. When I was, when I was about 12, the first book came out, which I think was 2011 oh, when the first book came out. earlier than that. Absolutely earlier than that. I, mean, I read the first book. I read the, that. Uh, Aragon. Hang on. I want to say it was I read the first book at three. Give me a second. Uh, yeah, it's, it was. Anyways, I think it was a movie that came movie out. Movie was two thousand six, and I know that that's that lives rent free in my brain. And don't ask me why. The book was two thousand two. Okay, I read it. I read it when I was eleven, the mm -hmm. first book, because I was I was talking to my my instructor at the time, who was teaching me like Nagoyan street fight. Basically, he was teaching me how to kick ass for a living, and uh, he says. You know what? If you want a perspective on life and, you know, you want to grow up a little bit, read this. And he gives me the first Aragon book. And I read the entire series with them subsequently as after each yeah. book came out. Because I think the sequel came out 20... The third book? No, the sequel book the came sequel, out... The sequel... Brissinger, I, I want to say, came out uh, 2008 or 9. I don't remember when Eldest came out. And then out. the third one came out 20... Brissinger uh, is the third one. Brissinger is the third one. That's okay. It it was like the third one came out in like 2012. Yeah, that's, I want that's, say. that's a, a little earlier than that. Um, because I know what year of high school I was in when people were reading it, which is my vis my visual. I read the last book. I read the last book. I remember because I pre-ordered two copies of the fourth book when it yeah. came out, and I read it with my teacher. But anyways, we should get into talking anime oh traditions. Uh, as much as we've talked about fantasy books and our love for the fantasy genre, which, Dell, you clearly know I love, Will, you know I love, and as you guys know, you both love. What have you guys been watching or reading in the anime world lately, Dell? You go first. Oh, man, in the anime I haven't been spending much time in the anime world because I've been re-watching Clone Wars, the animated series, in, in between episodes of Obi-Wan. I can respect that. I haven't been watching anime lately. I've been on a Star Wars kick. Not sorry. Star Wars is good. I, I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not a huge fan of like the Star Wars movies. Like my favorite thing to come in the Star Wars universe is the Mandalorian and the Jedi Fallen Order game, oh, which cool. was amazing. They just announced a sequel. I'm super excited for Jedi Survivor. Uh, but I, I've been enjoying Obi Wan. I can respect both yeah. of your takes. That's it. I don't think I've seen anything new anything? anime wise since. I mean, and I've I've been going through the DC just... watch that I've been going through with my other uh, Sayrite podcast folks, and we've just finished. We've just finished Kuroku versus Stark, so feel free to look out for that episode debuting this. Uh, well, I I don't know when this episode of this podcast is going to drop, but that's that's where we're at schedule wise. Uh, probably Friday. Okay. Yeah. And what day? Friday, I think, is when it's going to okay. drop. Anyway, we're finishing up the the Iran Car downfall arc. So if that is interesting to any of the listeners, please you can search for the Seirute wherever you get your podcasts and continue to hear our. Lukewarm to spicy takes about the about the Bleach anime canon content only, which we're rewatching until the new arc drops in the fall. But other than that, yeah, it's been it's been not. Oh my god! I guess also Exandria Unlimited Cal Calamity. If people have thoughts and feelings about that, but also not anime. So carry on. 
<laughs> well, what have you been watching or reading? So, reading, um, the main, like, manga that I've been reading is I finally started out over One Piece from the beginning. I am about 100 chapters in, so I think I'm just past uh, East Blue. Uh, hold then, up. Pardon? David, hold up. And then, uh, watching, uh, the, I, I've been watching, I, I don't usually watch seasonal anime, but, like, the, I've been watching three this season, and the, I've been watching, so I've been watching uh, Love is War, uh, Love After World Domination, and obviously, I'm a huge uh, because my favorite manga is Spy Family. So I've been yeah, watching yeah. that. The anime is so much fun. Like a new episode came out today, like the dodgeball episode, and it was hilarious. Well, I'm going to drop two seasonals I think are better than Spy Family. I'm not saying it's hey, uh, okay, listen, listen, listen. You, you know, you know, I love Spy Family almost as much as you do, but I think your boy Kong Ming and Trapped in a Dating Sim are just better shows. I haven't seen either, so I can't. Really. Listen, okay, okay, you know, like, uh, the famous strategist for Lupu, oh right? What happens uh, no. if he got, what happens if he got isekai into the modern era and became a music producer? That's the plot of that show. Yeah, my only, no I, I only found out who Lupu was because of Records of Records, so. Have either yeah, of you ever he's, played Dynasty he's the Warriors, biggest... by the way, or I guess Warriors Orochi? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the most, like, the only Warrior game I played was Persona oh. 5 Strikers. That's unfortunate are, for you. They're so fucking I want to play basic. that Fire Emblem so one. so hack and slash stupid, stupid powers. But boy, is it great to just put on an album you like and, and punch some people for a hot second. It's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. I do yeah. enjoy listen, doing that. Listen, basically imagine if like a Master General got reincarnated from like ancient General era. Like imagine if was, Sun Tzu got reincarnated. Is fucking Zhang Zhao or somebody? Uh... I think it could also be translated like Calm oh, Me. I have no idea who that is. That's okay. Uh, it's because it's an issue of Hirakana versus Katakana. Let me just search. He's comparable to Miyamoto Musashi. Oh. Uh, uh, Zhuzlan. Zhuzlan. Oh, man. He was also like a person yeah. who served under Lu Bei for a second. LOL. Fine. Yes, he was Lu. Lu Bu is the Japanese no, translation of Lu Bei. No, it's not. Lu Bei is a different person, dude. Oh, sorry. We're talking about the big, ridiculously strong, Lu mighty Bay warrior, right? Also a so this is Legends of the Three Kingdoms stuff. Lu so it's like Lu yeah, Bay, no, no, Zhao, it, it's, Zhao, it's, and depending yeah. on which era, it's either like Sun Tse was a person, but also Sun Jian was a person, and the primary strategist under Lu Bei was Zhuge Liang. Lu Bu was just kind of this powerhouse juggernaut, and as far as I was aware... Strategy wasn't really his MO to begin with, whereas those three other factions all placed considerable importance on strategy because the idea of overtaking more land was important. At least the, the way the video games, LOL, portray Lubu. Lubu is just yeah. kind of here to like smash people yeah. and and be generally Sorry. destructive. Sorry, yeah, like, yeah, it's Zhuge Liang. Yep, yep, absolutely. His courtesy name is Got Kong you, Man. got you, got you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah basically. So Basically, he gets reincarnated on October 31st at about 8pm in modern-day Japan. So he thinks everyone is a demon from hell and gets blackout drunk with a bunch oh of God. random people. He hears feels a song, really straight-edge to a club off. singer. <laughs> yeah, he, he hears a random song, like a song, like a club singer, right? And thinks her music could change the world, so he goes to recruit her to become her manager. So that way they could. Forge a world, uh, an era of world peace, and I'll post a gift oh, just wow. for you of how vibey oh. this show is. That actually, though, uh, this is a gift. This is a gift with all the main characters. 
Uh, but another series that I I just remembered I have actually been uh, I reread it like two weeks ago, and I uh, I reread all of Vinland Saga. Oh, and which I love Vinland Saga. I consider it, it it's one of few stories I would consider to be like genuinely perfect in like every way. Uh, and said, I respect your take on Vinland Saga, but Berserk outclasses it. Um, I, I prefer Vinland Saga, but because I, I love where Vinland Saga goes, and I love Thorfinn. I love what he what the author does with Thorfinn as a character, but the reason I bring that up is because the way you were describing mm. Lubu, he basically just sounds like Chinese Thorkel mm. from Vinland Saga. Yeah, that's about right. I don't know. If it, wait, Del, do you, do you know Vinland uh, Saga? Heard of, have not read. Okay, I'm gonna put a. I'm gonna try I to think, find a gift. Then yeah, no, Thor please Hill. do. Hang on. This is. Thorkel has been confirmed by the author to be based off. Of I know what this is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, here's a gif of him punching mm-hmm. a fucking horse. Gosh, I feel like it's been referenced in either like like a concept album I've listened to or something, which is completely unrelated. Hang on, let me look at this. Oh man. Oh, oh, cool. So, it seems like it's fun fact: Thorkill is is actually straight up based off of Lubu. It is being confirmed oh, by the author because Vinland Saga is a retelling of the Romance of the Three Kingdoms, but with Vikings. That, that's why my fi- nice. my fucking Scandinavian ass, of course. Yeah, that's why it's just come up. Like I said, maybe it's maybe it's a concept album that means nothing to most people in this space. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yep, 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 yep. Also, kind of a dill. Yeah. I mean, if you know what, uh, Dell? Just because, just because <laughs> I need yeah. to, I need to show you the. Oh, I need to show you the opening for your boy Kong Ming. I He's will insert not this my post boy. into I just it. Like fucking Dynasty Warriors, Yuge Liang is not my. No, the, the show. The show is literally called. It, it translates. If you were to translate it to localized state, it would be your boy Kong Ming. Probably why like, I haven't watched your close it yet. friend no, yeah, Kong Ming. Oh man, it's it's party party Kong Ming. Mm-hmm. I like Which, that this as you know, started because I be... said, "Yeah, I've been enjoying Spy Family." Oh man! Here, I, I'm sharing my screen. I don't know whether. Uh, recording. Remind me here to import this song. Yes. All right, you watching? Yeah, I've seen its opening. I've seen the opening. You you shared it in the in the channel a bit ago, yeah. Yeah, you did like last week point. or two, or maybe. I've seen this. I've seen this. I have downloaded the music for this show. Hits so hard, it feels like a drunk, abusive stepfather. You got a lot of father jokes, Scotch. I have daddy issues. Green Puff, we're just showing everyone the Kong Mang OP. Oh. I watch Kong Yeah, I'm just showing Dell because Dell doesn't believe this show is amazing. That. I said I haven't seen it. Well, well, we'll continue this after the episode because I'm going to edit this part out and play the song. So me and my girlfriend are actually doing a Kong Ming X Aiko cosplay. Oh, that's wholesome. That is very wholesome. I still well, need to work on my Hancock from One Piece cosplay you asked me to do. Yes. 
I love this show so much. Anyways, back into the episode here. We recently acquired another guest, Cream Puff. Uh, just introduce yourself quickly to everyone as you're joining midway through because you were playing the Devil's Game League of Legends. Uh, oh no, did it say that's what I was playing? Yes, bitch. Oh no. Yeah, it was an awful, awful match, actually. But hello, I know it was a typical match. Where can the fans that like to suck cock and play League of Legends (laughs) catch you? Well, all JoJo's fans and League of Legends fans are welcome to find me at the uh, Anna Buddies podcast. Speaking of which, I gotta get on there someday. Heck yeah, brother. Anyways, Cream Puffs can catch playing D&D with us on Rollpocto. If you are not following that chat, you can follow it as well. I will be hosting the next session, which will probably be about three episodes from the time this drops. And it's uh, Nolens-themed. Anyways, we should probably get on to our main subject after I talk about what me and Cream Puff have been watching. Just in general, we'll do a quick one thing. The main thing I've been fucking with is I've been on my reread of Urusei Yatsura, which is one of my favorite mangas of all time, and it's fucking hilarious. Cream Puff, what have you been watching or reading lately? Give us one of them. Uh, Techno Lies. And it's been a real, real interesting show. Give us a little bit about the, sh- a little bit about the show. Uh, domestic terrorism and, like, cybernetic body parts. And that's, that's about how I can end it. Oops. You had me at terrorism. Okay. Sounds creepy. Sounds like I was terror say terror residence terror residence meets, meets ghosts in the shell. Maybe. I was gonna say it, ghosts it, in the shell. It was, yeah. so it was so good. It was yeah, actually too bad that series got cancelled. Oh, the manga, <laughs> the manga went down. Do you think my disability representation the was really excited about gangsta? I mean, come on. Ah. Gangsta was. Gangsta was just like, you know, Good. Black Lagoon if Revy was a Chad yeah, deaf guy. Listen, I'm gonna say it. Okay, you know what? I got a hot take. Revy is stank pussy. Don't at me. I don't care. <laughs> She's still a baddie and I love her. I would die for I her. But die she, for I, her would take, I, would, I would take I would I would take Rio Saiba any day of the week over Revy. Well, yeah, of course you were because you're the biggest fucking city hunter simp on the planet. No, because I prefer men over women. Is that why you always want me to <laughs> come on? No, well, you are like bottom tier on my attractive list, but you're top well, tier on my friends list. Well, I never. <laughs> you're not my type. I prefer I prefer the kind of guys who if they flex, you could see every vein that in your was the in night their that body. The lights went out in okay, Canada. we're <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh wait, you're the you're the reason I didn't have power oh. for a fucker. <laughs> Listen, if I was gonna blow up, if I was gonna blow up your city's power grid, no one would have figured it out by now. It was yeah, just a fucking trip. You're the one who almost crushed my car with a tree. No, well, I would have crushed your car with a tree, so you'd become emotionally like uh, reliable on me, and then I can manipulate you to become whatever I wanted. Trust me, I'm a psychopath. You, you I know like, this shit. So you're gonna do to me what Dwight did to Jim in that snowball episode of The Office? Yes. Fuck me. No, sorry, I have standards. Okay, fuck you. <laughs> now, if you're seducing me, I'll accept it. I'm going. Okay. Nah. Anyways, we should get on to our main topic, which is cr- trying to either scare uh-huh. Dell off of or get Dell into 
one of my favorite series of all time, written by the legend of Rumiko Takahashi, who you might know from Ranma One Half or Inuyasha, which this show is one of her first, actually, it's her first big work, Urisa Yatsura. Bold to assume I got time. We should get into That's this. That's the thing. Pop, have you ever experienced Urusa Yatsura? I believe you said you uh, had a little bit. Yeah, I watched a little bit of the uh, of the first movie, and uh, it was pretty good actually. And then uh, I plan on watching the uh, the remake that's mm. coming out here in the uh, here in the summer. It's actually coming out in October. Well, Hog. I be I be damned. I'll, I guess I gotta wait. It's dropping with Chainsaw Man, which is the dumbest thing they could have done. That is actually kind of stupid, but. I don't know. I don't. I feel like there's going to be a lot of 3D in Chainsaw Man. I, I mean, there is. There is. Be. Yeah. I mean, there is, but like I. I and then, I, and then like I, I Lum. Sorry. Lum is just Lum's just better. Lum than is Makima. my number one waifu. Yeah, Lum's time. better than Makima in every way. Like Lum is it, literally a definition of a girl that's too good for the main protagonist, but that's the point because she has a horrible taste in men. Yeah. All right, Will, you give us your brief thoughts on Urusei Yatsura. Okay, so I don't have as much, like, I, I haven't read the whole thing. I've read the first volume and part of the second, and I watched the first movie, uh, Only You, earlier today. And I, I, I know you love it, and I, so I thought I, was, I would give it a chance. Uh, I, I will be honest, as self-admitted harem trash... I could not get oh. into it. Because the whole point of the series is back in 19... 19- so, Will also watched a movie that takes place around episode 50. Yeah, but the thing is, like, I, I was familiar with, like, not not all, but, like, most of the characters. Like, I knew who the boyfriend, like, the ex-boyfriend was. I knew who the, like, the the fake, the wannabe Giga Chad, like, student president was. I knew who, like, all the other... Except for like the one pink haired girl who was there, and you know Benton. <laughs> yeah, Benton. There's a character named Benton, so yeah, I just kept calling her correct. Benton. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but and and again, I am self admitted harem trash. Like I go back, I rewatch episodes of like you know Rosario Vampire. I laugh my ass off. It's trash, but mm. so am I. Um. But something about, like, Urusei Yatsura, where I, it's like, I know the point is that the main character is an asshole, but at the same time, I got so annoyed with him because he literally simps over every girl except for, like, the hottest one, who's very clearly into him. So there is, the plot of the show is basically, what if this asshole, who's a complete utter womanizer, and once he attracts a woman, doesn't give a shit about her? Uh, was the star of a harem protagonist show, and everyone fucking hated him. Even his except parents, for which... one good, you know, the, like the second episode, they literally call him a mistake to his face because he yeah. sells all of the world's oil to a cab driver. Wait, did you just say all of the world's oil? Ow! Yes. How does he have access it's to that? In this economy, uh, he grabs. He grabs the. Yeah, he literally grabs, like, and his friends accidentally torture him and summon an interdimensional cab, and they and use the And you omitted some cry, key details And it takes there. about four blocks... It, it, it takes about, about four blocks to his house, 
And the cab guy says, well, we use the warp driver. We use the warp drive. So the fare is going to be about equivalent to all of your world's oil. Yeah. I'll be taking that now. And he refuses to play. So the cab intergalactic cab driver union uh, takes all of the world's oil. It actually it's makes insane. more sense when you explain like it's really... it that way. Yeah. yeah. But I just, I, I couldn't get over it. Because like he's literally simping for all the girls who don't want him and then the one who's just constantly throwing herself on him like like yeah i want to make a baby with you you know uh he just doesn't and at first i was willing to give it the benefit of the doubt you know it's like oh maybe he just doesn't want her because she's an alien and she thinks it's weird but then there's other alien characters who come in who he just throws himself on quite literally there is reasons for that but it's explained way later in this series so i don't want to spoil anything i'll also say i just i hated all the characters i don't think there's a like except for lum like, all the characters were just assholes. Like, not even just to the main character. Like, yeah, this, the main is the, mom. this is the always sunny in Philadelphia of harem anime. Yeah, it, it's, but, like, the there was, like, one part where, like, the mom is openly flirting with Lum's ex-boyfriend in front of the dad. And I'm like, you're a fucking bitch. There's an entire arc where she's completely dissatisfied with her relationship. And she tries to fuck a, a 16-year-old hot alien. Because of a misunderstanding. Yeah. The show is genuinely funny, but I do understand the early arc gripes. I have a question. The question is Yeah, I was not a fan. Is it self aware? Because if you if you're if you're comparing it to Always yes. Sunny, for example, the whole entire premise of Always Sunny is these people suck. And the writers of the show yeah. and the actors in the show put this show together to be a thing where the viewers look at this awful cast of characters and go oh my gosh look at how hard these people suck and i can't tell from your descriptions whether yeah this show there's is literally a joke there's a it, literal it joke so where aware. there's a joke where, where one character mentions like lum the main girl who's in love with this horrible piece of shit right there is an like entire in joke school, where they assume, say right? wow lum is his... i would love yeah. to be in high school yeah, yeah. but they <laughs> literally <laughs> mention they mention, like, continuously how much of a piece of shit the main character is and how bad Lum's taste in men are. And there's literally an entire arc where uh, her ex, like, her ex, like, she's people she's mildly being interested in are all just pieces of shit and Arthur's the worst of them. Like, there's arcs about how both the, the main female leads that like the main character are both have horrible taste in men. Yeah, like, Shinobu's the second main one, right? Yeah. <laughs> I hate her. She's awful. Oh yeah, she's like she like has like like gorilla strength, but she has worse taste in men than Lum does. She's like bipolar when it comes to Ataru. I do love the joke which you haven't gotten to yet though, Will, which uh the hot guy character is literally just Ataru but hot. So everyone forgives his actions because Ataru's fucking like mediocre, but he's he pretends to be a nice dude. And then he's actually a piece of shit on the inside, and then uh, Arthuros just doesn't give a shit, so he's just a piece of shit to everyone, so everyone hates him. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Del, it is self-aware, but my argument to that is being self-aware yeah. can only take you so far and be entertaining for so long. You know, like, the, like, show, you look at, the show does twist the jokes later on. Like, you, you look at something like, like oh, the first yeah, Deadpool, sure, I, sure. I think, is genuinely hilarious. But like, but, like, Deadpool 2, when it, he literally just looks at the camera and is like, well, that's yes. just lazy writing. I'm like, it is. And the, admitting it doesn't make it fine. 
like I, I know it's played for comedy, but still, that is like one time where I'm like, it that that was. Well, that's you just also didn't know just fucking. There, so you just had him say it's lazy writing. Marvel in the late 2010s, knowing that people are going to go and pay for their movie, and so they might as well like that's a, that's a bit of a give the people what they want of its era thing that I feel like this show is it, it can't subscribe to because not enough of there weren't enough harem anime. I feel like it, for it to be able to comment on itself in the same way at the time that this was released. Yeah. And I, and I just don't think the self-aware nature of like Urusei Yatsura is really all that funny when it's literally just this horrible guy j- treats Lum like absolute garbage the entire time. But then is he, she just always goes for him, even though I know she has terrible taste. This guy is the main I, I don't character, think that's correct? Something that uh, the the main more you... mm. yes, yes, yes. And trust me, it does expose how much of an asshole Lum can be later on. Like, they have a really click, like, they, they fit together like a puzzle piece later on when you understand it. But, like, the first four or five first arcs don't really explore that. Like, Lum that's a but, pretty big ask, buddy. But it Jesus. does play like a gag series more than that. Who has, first... to, who has the time? How? It's around is... the third. It's around the third volume. Uh, because the arcs, really are really, the arcs are really oh short God. in Ursa Yatsura. Because you realize slowly that everyone in this world is actually semi-realistic, where they're all kind of assholes in their own way. Like, they're all out for themselves. They said loving tells you. <laughs> It's literally, it's literally okay. The whole premise of it is uh, Rumiko based it off one of her ex boyfriends. Well, there's a problem right there, honey. <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you. And then That's she's like, funny. Yeah, it really it ages surprisingly well when you look at modern harem anime. If I have like one more com- complaint though, like I can just say about the movie, and this isn't necessarily because this was kind of the issue with a lot of like early anime movies. Uh, I, I just, when it comes to those early ones, I never liked the fact that there's, like, so many scenes where there's, like, long instances of time oh, with no sound. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, you look at, like, like, other than, like, maybe, like, someone's running, you'll hear, like, mm. the tum-tum-tum-tum-tums, but there'll be no, like, background music, there'll be no, like, like, anything, it'll just be, like, silent air and then, like, a voice or something, and I just, I never really enjoy that, because it just, it just feels weird. But I'm, I, I, I also, like you know, oh, I'm a yeah. Jujutsu Kaisen sure. fan, so I'm used to like, there being like hype music with everything. Honestly, I think the show is aged surprisingly well, but you have to be kind of a jaded anime fan to get it. Maybe and, that's my problem. I'm just too mm-hmm. chill with anime. Yeah, I'm. I'm the kind of guy that fucking hates the slime anime. I fucking mm-hmm. hate oh, No Game No Life. I hate like, anything that has like a lolly same. except for like Voynich because that was actually pretty good. Because Voynich's Helena is written like an actual adult with a small body. I'll say not it. A I find every child. isekai really she boring. Is, I, don't... I just do. I'm like, I'm getting nothing out of this. I don't like an isekai. Same. I just don't. It wait, takes, wait, wait. wait. You, it, you, it, found it, you found it, the head drop movie boring? You want to know what I did? It takes watch? very. <laughs> it takes. It's very rare for an isekai to attack my attention and uh you can ask triple it's and mitch it's been a point of contention in our podcast for a while i give them shit like blade of the immortal uh what is it lone lone wolf and sun 
I give them all these like amazingly written OG like fantasies or samurai stories that I know they'll love, and they go and watch Newgate. I mean, tr- like truly to each their own, and I feel like there is, it's part of the reason why I feel I'm like I feel like saying this to the folks in this space right now is not going to be a spicy take, but the idea of saying oh I like anime to people who don't watch a lot of anime, anime feels kind of like one big old genre to a lot of folks, and. The truth is, I mean, not, again, yeah. like you all definitely know this, but with within this massive, massive style of putting art and story together, there really is something for everybody. And what that means is some people are going to fuck super hard with Isekai. Some people are going to fuck super hard with Aram. So, uh, whoa, Harem. Her, 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 Holy moly. Uh, it is midnight. I'm so sorry. Um, some people are going to fuck really hard with like sword and sorcery adjacent stuff or contemporary people going to school, slice of life, or like that mixed with sword and sorcery where you get the Jujutsu Kaisen situation or whatever. Uh, or, like they're, 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 the amount of subgenres are as infinite as, as there are people, I feel like. And so trying to... I'm happy. That people. really really and shit and that's why i think i find the humor in a lot of this show mm. yeah green puff you haven't talked in a while give us your take on the movie from what you've experienced of it or the series uh, in general. it was really it was pretty cute uh overall uh you know i was i was sick whenever i watched it so not wasn't like fully there, but I was I was interested. I liked that you know she it was an alien like princess type situation, and it seemed like it had some legs and some like characters that had some heart to it. So I, it got me like at least interested in the series, and um, I personally don't mind whenever like movies or TV shows do like long shots with just like minimal sound, uh, so long as they're like doing something like with the visual space in in hand so like 
at least from what I recall, um, there's like a long intro sequence where it just kind of like introduces you to each of the characters that I'm assuming you would know if you had like watched the series up to this point. Um, and he just yeah. kind of like, like shows you a little bit about their personality without just like telling you straightforward, which is really nice for like myself going in like pretty blind, just knowing uh, that there's um and then there's MC and that's about it. Yeah, I, I should say I don't mind when there's no sound. It's just something I've noticed in like those older anime movies in general. So it's not like a problem I have that's specific to that one. You know, because it's like you look it's like I'm one of the few people who actually enjoys The Dark Knight Rises. Like the first fight with, you know, Batman and Bane, there's like no sound except for like maybe like rain. Um, but when it's just like kind of these like blank, empty, like just tum 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 tums people like walking on the ground. I'm like, oh, there could be something in the background here. Well, I'm going to show you my favorite scene in all of anime, which is Ryo Saiba versus the Lotus Mafia. And uh, depending on where you aired, there's a version with no music and a version with music, and the version with no music is so much more intense, dude. I'll have to send it to you sometime. Well, I'm sure it's it literally is, no, just like... it's literally two master gunslingers like fighting <gasps> off in an environmental like situation. So they're like shooting each other, and they're both like predicting where the shots are, so they're like, scarring each other's faces. They're like using the environment to their advantage. Like people are shooting off like buildings. Or there's loop on the third part five where. Jigen and a master sniper square off against each other, and they're both like collapsing the environment on themselves. It plays no music. Will loop on, and another character have a game of chess, debating who's the better, who has the better gunslinger under their employ. Like I yeah, think, no, no music could be a masterful moment. Hell, no, for no, example, no, Enter Enter the Badlands. The moment with that, uh, if you ever watch Enter the Badlands, you know the moment with the fat Irish dude where he picks the locks, and there's no sound. And she gives that reveal that, like, you can't judge a book by its cover because the main character's like, oh, this guy's a piece of shit. He's lazy. He's not fit. He's not a martial artist, right? And the guy just picks his locks after cooking and killing a rat and uses a bone to pick the locks, lets his friend freeze. Like, trust me, you're going to need me to get out of here. Yeah, like, what I know. Okay, let me reword this. I do think having no sound can work for tension. Like, I love oh, A Quiet cool, Place, cool. and obviously with that title, yeah, it's very quiet. That movie is amazing. That I movie is very, It's also very definitely out of tension. One or best. two things quite specifically, you know? Not a, criti- not a criticism. Not a criticism. That is the best... Yeah. That is the best Netflix original oh, ever come out, in my opinion. Uh, right a Quiet Place is not a Netflix original. <laughs> I'm just... Sorry about it. <laughs> and, no, but... No, but the, sorry, just like the point I, I'm trying to make is like, I'm, you know, when it's a movie like The Quiet Place or, you know, like mm. a scene in The Boys with Homelander and there's like no music, that's, that yeah. can be very tense. But, you know, if he's literally just like two high schoolers walking down, I'm like, okay, I could go, I wouldn't mind going for some like, you know, generic, like lovey dovey music in the background, maybe. Maybe, yeah, if it's like a shootout and there's no music, then yeah, that obviously adds the tension. But I, it depends yeah, on the, I, the context. I agree that, where it depends on the situation they're using it in. And I do admit, the first movie does it very poorly, but Will, I'm going to have you and Dell back on another time on the podcast, and we're going to watch the second movie, which is, uh, so, Rumiko Takahashi has had directive oversight ever since Urusei Yatsura 3 on any movie she's made, because the guy that wrote fucking Ghost in the Shell wrote the second movie. You said directive, and it is, is it wrote or directed? a better philosophic. Oh gosh, okay. Wrote and directed. Uh, the guy that wrote it and directed it is the guy that wrote Ghost in the Shell. 
like the the oh. sh- like the show, which is known like the movies, which is known as a philosophical masterpiece, right? right. I think we can all agree on that. It's known as like one of the big philosophical series. Ursa Yatsura Two is literally widely acclaimed to putting that to shame, and it pissed the author off because it's supposed to be a turn your brain off and enjoy the idiots show. Ah. Then yeah, I can kind of understand why she would want to create a freedom. Yeah, so ever since then, she's had directive oversight over every single show she's done. Except the only one she didn't get into the writing room for was the Inuyasha sequel, which fucking sucked. Uh, but yeah, no, you need to also have Della and I back on uh, for uh, oh my like gosh. a Cosmere episode, just in general. I- yeah, we should just do an episode ranting about how much Brandon Sanderson well, has the biggest oh dick in fantasy. <laughs> and how his cum tastes like lemon. We'll have to do that after I finish. But yeah, no, I'm surprised that I can write such. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm surprised a Mormon can write really? such nuanced I mean, takes. I mean, he wasn't selected to finish the Wheel of Time for no reason. That wasn't an arbitrary choice. No, he's he's no, but he's the only author I don't I know that doesn't like take time out of his fantasy to do an egregious sex scene, and I love it for it. I love him for that. Out. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of fantasy series will be like. And he thrust it into her, and she came. Aragon didn't do that. (laughs) Bringing it way all the way around back. Yeah, Yeah, no, no. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, rotating it back into a circle. Uh, But yes, uh, Del and I need to come back for Urusei Yatsura 2 and uh, Stormlight at some point. And Mistborn. Mistborn, because I... Because look, I, I need I need to, to talk verbally with people so oh, I can simp for I, Kelsey or a bit. Here's the thing: I, if Kelsey is somebody you simp for, I feel like we're gonna simp for a lot of similar people, and so this is already a match made in heaven. All I'm gonna say it. All I'm gonna say it is baseline wax oh, could kill Kelsey yeah. no problem. Baseline who? Sorry. Baseline wax no, could fucking ruin Kelsey. Is this on code? Hmm. Wax well, I don't is know. a Batman of the Cosmere. Don't at me. I, I, I brought this up, so I don't want to keep it like on Cosmere too long. Because like, I will force Gachi to no, make no, this no, episode we'll happen, or else uh, I will fine. not do anything. I'd be upset. Um, but yeah, uh, so that was basically the stuff I didn't care for too much. But also, again, I know it's the point that everyone... And, and to be honest, this is the same problem I have with Always Sunny, where it's like every character's an asshole... So it doesn't really feel like there's anyone I can root for. Person you're supposed to root for is Lum. Well, yeah, but the thing is, Lum is, from what I've seen, you know, she gets pissed at Acharu, very understandably so, because he's constantly. Well, I mean, granted, he didn't want to be in that situation to begin with, but still, like, she just wants to, you know, love him all the time, and he just like constantly being like, "No, I want to go for this other girl who hates me and beats me all the time." Because of misunderstandings, which is a trope I hate. Okay, do you want a light spoiler? Sure. It's revealed in several... It's not explicitly stated, but uh, you know how much I hate myself, Will? I mean, don't we all? Hate ourselves, uh, I'll you. put it this way. Otro is, like, the definition of self-loathing. That's why he does what he does. I'm sure, like, there was a mo- moment in the movie where there was kind of some character development that completely gets undercut by a joke. Which, to be fair, I know that's how human nature is. Like, I, you know, you deflect and all. But at the same time, I was so, like, unenjoying watching him that I was like, oh boy, finally some character development. And I was like, okay. 
Yeah, no, the the series does bring, like, shit like that up, and it's revealed towards the end that he, the reason he acts the way he does, and which is a minor spoiler, but it gives, I usually say this to give people context of the show, it's stated that he hates everyone, but he hates himself the most, and that's why how he acts is to purposely sabotage himself. Yeah, and he does that, but I also, like, I'm watching, and, like, I understand, like, I'm the last person who usually pays attention to, like, or, no, I should say doesn't pay attention, but, like, I don't, like, one of my least favorite tropes is, you know, people ex- over-explaining things during battles, especially if it's, like, a fantasy setting, because I already have to accept the fact that they're able to do these things. I'm not going to question the specifics of how it works, so I don't really question, like, the real-world logistics when I'm watching something, but at the same time I'm watching, I'm like, this guy is, is probably this fucked up because his parents are just the worst. Oh, yeah, no, Otro's parents are fucking horrible. Yeah, especially the mom. Like, the dad is kind of chill sometimes, but then the mom yeah. is just, like, a complete bitch the entire time. She loves her son, but she hates her son at the same time. It's, it's, honestly, I love the gags of her mom later on. Like, his mom is actually the worst. Yeah, it, it's weird, because, like, I, I enjoy harems that are, you know, more trashy than this, but because even with something like High School DD, I can understand why p- people like Issei, because he, as much of a pervert as he is, he does have moments where, like, we'll say what he will about the series, he does have moments where he does, like, cut and clutch a lot. Um, but so far, all I've seen of Urusa Yasura is this guy is a shithead, and I don't understand why one person likes him at all. So it does get explained later on, but we should begin wrapping this up pretty soon. Cream Puff, I just I realized have, who is one, me or Will, in convincing you to not watch a show or watch more of the show? To be honest, I I did come in here already planning to watch more of the show, so it's a little biased towards a gachi. Um, however, he did honestly win the uh, the clean debate because I would rather watch a show about like flawed characters that aren't necessarily like the happiest people because I find a lot of those series kind of boring. I, I like a nice, uh, like a nice, like just nuanced take or just character in general. And I recommend uh, Finland Saga just because if you want character development, that's about right. like a character who starts off pretty horrible. It's like peak. I've already, uh, already watched Finland Saga. I watched that one. Listen, weekly, I watched actually. Will buy the first volume and then buy all the other volumes. Yeah, Good that choice. Held my choice. for a bit, but it was worth it because that's. I, I was telling Dell and Gachi, I think before we even started recording, but no, it was sometime during, but like before you got here. Uh, Vinland Saga is one of very few stories, if not the only, that I would consider perfect in any way, and cannot think of something I would want changed. Yeah. Uh, Dell, now between me and Will, who won the argument? Are you going to watch Ursa Yatsura? I haven't drop started it, so I have Without nothing really watch to anything drop. Other than the BBC dub. Alright, alright. Are you convinced to check it out at least? Yeah, they'll have to like... Because so far, all Dell's heard is me bitch um, about why I don't like Gachi it, which wasn't, I, I don't even think, the plan. I think evening, so as soon as you heard... And I saw, what, opening sequences in three different languages or something... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you saw the Italian, the BBC right. dub, and then the standard opening. Yeah, which but the plan wasn't even for 
you know, I think I was supposed to have Mitch, but I shot him and buried him. Golly, I hate it when that happens. Yeah, no, but I knew what a response. I, gee whiz, gee whiz, happened to me last week. Almost, almost didn't recover. Yeah, glad to see you recover from the bullet, man. If nothing else, I think I've gotten out of the past hour and soft 1530 i don't know where we're at is that i'm gonna watch vinland saga that's my takeaway well, i'm not okay, sorry yeah. at all well, and i, I also but the, the you... thought that i had two or three times over the course of some of y'all's discussions which i can i can i leave you all with a recommendation if you if you haven't seen it thinking about your conversation as Go well ahead. about either the impact of scoring or the lack of scoring, the lack of sound in 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 impactful fight scenes made me think of the one of the most well-scored fights and best animated fights that I have ever seen in my whole entire life from a movie that I watch at least four times a year, if not more, because it's just so beautiful. Uh, this this might not be a deep cut in this space. I really don't know, because it's not something I've talked about with people basically ever. Has anybody here seen Sword of the Stranger? Yes. Okay. The fact that there yes. are two yeses makes me really, really happy. It, it slaps super hard. So it's... Belle, you're talking to someone who... Literally oh, on a fight episode, that. recommended Sword of a Stranger it's, and played the Immortal. The, the, for both that of last them. and I really like truly. If you best not to to offer any spoilers or anything. Like the, the, I will say, if you watch this whole entire movie, which is maybe an hour and a half long, like the studio is Bones and they animated Brotherhood, for example. So you know the animation is going to be clutch. Dale, are you talking so. about this uh, scene that I posted in the up. gifs? Honey, there are two looking, fights. You're look probably at, looking talking about chat. the one I think you're talking about. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, I know exactly. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even finish the gif. But when... Yeah, sorry. Oh, excitement. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That is this in is my, my top 10 fights of anime. Fight of all time. And you know that I'm the I'm I'm such a bleach stan. And that, that, that anime is, is so many fights. Yeah. Um, the, the fight is beautiful. And the score is beautiful. So, uh, uh, to any listeners, I guess, who haven't seen this movie yet, I can't recommend it highly enough. And it's going to take you a second to get to some combat, but once you get there, it's going to be well worth it. So that's really all I have to say, I suppose. I'll, I'll check. I, Gachi Muchi Reviews, as you know, am kind of the class taste of talking anime. I'm the one guy that doesn't like generic, generic track. I like it's weird niche generic. stuff. Sword of the Stranger. Well to be generic. Sword of the Stranger is probably my second favorite anime at like anime-esque samurai show. I think the only one I like more than that. And that's because I finished the fucking manga. I did not watch the anime till later on. Well, it's was, also uh, a Golden format because Golden Kamui is is a twenty six episode series and sort of the stranger yeah. you have to dedicate what an hour and a half of your life to. Yeah, exactly, and that's because I love Golden because yeah. I love Sugimoto the Immortal. So anyone that doesn't know, I've been shot five times. Anyway, that's, I suppose that's what I'll leave this episode with, is if you're thinking about, if, if anyone is interested in good fights and the intersection of sound design and fight choreography in the context of animation, I, 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 I truly have nothing new or innovative to say about it. Just watch Sword of the Stranger and watch the whole damn thing. If you get 
Right. Like content warning for if you're not cool you know with what? like unpleasant things happening to pets, I guess. Like that is a that is that is a content warning worth mentioning. But oh, other yeah. than and I guess, you know, it's rated R, I think. It, like it's it's in a, it's a film for adult people, but if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably there already. So that's all. Listen, I've yeah. said I've had so many things I've had to have censored by Mitch. But well, I said one the thing I would say about this is you guys know I love my westerns, so right? Oh, this is probably already gonna yeah. be labeled explicit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. gotcha. I know you're. Uh, I know Del- you're a Western fan. I said, like, in one of the discords we're in, as soon as I was like, "Dude, there's this fucking like supernatural Western story on Audible called Dead Acre." That's you nice. immediately were like, "I'm, I'm listening to this." Yeah, no, it's also it's also uh, narrated by Arthur Morgan. But anyways, yeah, boy, um, you guys know how I love that that Western stereotype of a slow mm. build up to an explosive fight. Sort of a stranger is like the with, definition. It's like Japanese masterclass on how well. to do that with samurais. Speculation. Oh, yeah. it's so. Wait, it took, I think there's only one person in this in this conversation who hasn't seen it. So we're hyping it up for people who have already seen it for the most part, other than the listeners. I get a question. I what? what it's usually what, is on Crunchyroll. Like I haven't checked recently, on, but I'm probably the- it. It has not has never has not been on uh, Crunchyroll not, that I've looked for it, and that's been over the course of several years at this point. I want to say it was two thousand seven yeah. or eight that it that it debuted. Okay. Okay, because I'm probably like the basic bitch here who always likes to do stuff. Uh, you know what? I'll check for you right now. Let me see. Like, I've, got I've, you even yeah. offer, uh, I haven't looked in a bit, but it is almost always on Crunchyroll when oh, I look for it. Let's find out. Does it? If oh, not, amazing. Hulu has it. Wow, <laughs> Canadian Hulu. Oh, no, if you're... No, I don't know. I'm also, oh, like, my American Disney ass Plus. is like, I don't know. Let's find out. And um, also, uh, worth noting that both the Canadian dub Hulu and the sub it. are good. I've watched both multiple times. I prefer the sub because... Yes. I, I prefer the sub almost always, but, yes. but both are good. Both are good. Listen. Dell, you're I talking would... to a guy whose favorite character in Soul Calibur is Mitsurugi, like, so... You know, to people who haven't seen it before, it's that whole thing of like, I don't know, I don't want to shit on anybody for what they prefer. I actually don't think I, I see it. Oh, funny. Uh, Full Metal Alchemist does come up as a, okay, as a suggestion I'll... on Crunchyroll. It's not on Crunchyroll right now, but if it's on Hulu, then awesome. Okay. Okay, I'll try to find it and uh, I'll probably watch it sub because I will be honest, I feel oh. like a lot of the Funimation English voice actors kind of killed the uh, well, Funimation has it, so it um, uh, it'll it, be on Crunchyroll at every some point. Now and then. Okay, I'm gonna lie. Oh, oh nice. high dive, high dive. Yeah, also I'm not seeing has it, it on my Hulu, but that's okay. I'll... Yeah, that's okay. that's so Canadian. It's a high dive. I'm sorry, I forgot. It's high dive. Moment, but who knows when you're listening to this? Time is a fickle thing. But we have one last conversation topic to bring up, which will be a short one. Okay. Uh, and it's a little bit of controversy. Del, are you aware with the concept, and Cream Puff and Will, are you aware with the concept of, oh, yeah, of like uh, cross-dressing and femboys? Yeah. Like, people that like to dress as women yeah. as a hobby, but it's not necessarily how they gender identify. Yeah, you know, like, you oh! look at, like, Haruki's dad from Oran. Yeah. He's a cross-dresser, but he's not. Yes. Well, yeah, there's he's... a recent manga that got in flack. I believe it's called Boyfriend Girlfriend, I want to say. And it's about a guy who awakens his love of cross-dressing. But it actually got in recent controversy because they decided to retranslate it and localize it as this guy being trans when it clearly states he's a cross-dresser. Okay, if if it's a localization thing, then I have an issue with it. It's it's a deliberate mistranslation. 
they translate it to that. to like a guy that likes dressing as a woman, but they you know retranslate it to I want to be a woman on purpose. No, no, no. In 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 Japanese, he they they use they use male. They use they distinctly use male. It's yes, a manga it, about like, fanboys and cross I guess what I'm saying is, is if this person is a boku in Japanese, that indicates something different than a watashi. Does that make sense? I believe they use uh, they always use male honorifics with this character, and he's always used male honorifics with himself. Yeah, I will be honest. If they perfect, because I I hate when people intentionally like translators like intentionally like mistranslate stuff to like promote because in, in my eyes their job is not to, like look i understand they can't directly translate because they need to match up the lips and you know there's different syllables with the between english and you know japan japanese so i understand you can't like do a one-for-one -one translation you just need to get as close to the original translation as possible but if you're going out of your way to you know like I, I think even like Dragon Maid did something like that where someone makes a comment about something and then in the English dub they changed it to because it was a comment about like one of the characters like big boobs and in the English dub they changed it to like a comment about like the patriarchy. Yeah, no, it's it's straight up. I'll put it this way: the mangaka has come out and said he will no longer be dealing with seven C's because of how they translated this. Yeah, because they straight up, they straight up made the uh, the translation from "I like dressing as a woman" to "I want to be a woman" on purpose. Yeah, like I, even the translator came out and said that. And like, I know a lot of people here are a lot more equal minded than me because I'm the I'm the fucked up guy that likes to make dark jokes and joke about everything because I think everything is funny. But I figured I'd I'd want your guys' brief like one sentence take on it. Going down, cream puff. What's your take on it? Uh, not based to, uh, insert more progressive agenda just because you can keep art pure. And nothing against, like, people that have different beliefs than us, but, like, you shouldn't fucking ruin someone else's work, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty much, that. it's pretty much just for that. I have absolutely no issue for people using any pronouns or seeing or, you know, just being who they are. Clearly, yeah. but you know, an artist makes work to be a specific way. If you're, it is your job, in my opinion, as the localization team, to keep it as pure as possible. Yeah, what's yeah, your agree. take on this? My take is, as a translator, your job is to translate as best you can, not to insert your own beliefs. And doubt. What's your take on this not show? Not having read anything so about it or heard anything about it up to now, I have two thoughts and the first thought is if you are a translator or a localization team your primary goal should be to capture the original intention of the writer or artist in translation which is difficult but that should be the priority and if that involves difficult conversations then so be it because why would we create things if the point wasn't to communicate with other people? And the second thought I have is, if this is in fact an effort on the part of the localization team, this, this is a slightly speculative take, I suppose. 
No, it, it's straight up being stupid. Yeah, though. my other thought is like, okay, well, my follow-up question is, do you know when this recent translation was released? Because I'm just saying... No, that's okay. I'm just saying, like, I people can send get you the spicy video during it. Pride Month, and that's what it is right now. So if, if somebody is trying to boost ratings or push numbers because having a cool a cool a cool tra- a cool trans manga story uh, in june this... is exciting to a western audience then again speculative and i can't back this up with anything because this is the first i'm hearing of this but if that's the reason why that doesn't feel cute and we should be telling gender expansive stories year round there's so many other Agreed. characters in anime and manga that people can go to if they don't want a cross-dressing say... main character like yeah. for example, example oh, yeah. like shit like banana yeah, fish, even uh, what is it? Um, no cavalry. Yeah, no cavalry literally has a transgender character, who is one of the biggest badasses of the show, by the way. Um, oh yeah. Hell, even One Piece, I believe it's Kiko and Izuo, not Yamato, because Yamato event uh, is established as gender neutral, not male or female. Uh, if you look at their Viva cards, it's established they are more of a title than a, a gender identity. But still, One Piece yeah, has that Odin's representation. Okay. JoJo has that I think representation most of the too. The three do in their own ways, actually. Yeah, also just watch I, I will also say, I think, especially if this is a contemporary piece, there is something potentially quite freeing about the possibility of. Uh, a, 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 a male identifying person who likes cross-dressing, who is allowed to exist within that potential discrepancy or dichotomy in 2022 or 21 or whatever this was written, right? Like, the idea that, okay, cool, this is how we're defining masculinity and, like, yay, if you are if you're, if you are a man and you like dressing in women's clothing, then you automatically have to be trans is actually a really reductive understanding of gender. And the idea that a person who is confident in their masculinity can't embrace feminine aesthetic is, is, is a more reductive story. This person doesn't have to be trans for them to like dressing in women's clothing. They can just be a man who really fucks with that. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, I'm gonna tell you guys a little story. So I've told you a lot about shit, and this is me like kind of being honest with the podcast. I've told you how I've met some scary motherfuckers, right? Yeah. One of the scariest motherfuckers I know. You know this guy? He's got a big beard, right? He's got like a three-inch beard coming off his chin. He's built like a brick shit house, right? Big muscle, solid body bodybuilder type. Like this dude literally looks like someone sculpted a Greek god, oh my god and just at me next like time. remade it to Kratos. Uh, do you want to know? Do you want to know what this guy's gardening? Two favorite hobbies are? I'm guessing gardening. And he's a straight. He's a straight. He's a straight. He's a straight white male. His two biggest hobbies are reading boys' okay. love manga and cross dressing. Based. That is based. I yeah. got blackout drunk with this guy in a ball. Well, I wore a ballroom dress, and he dressed like. Uh, like, like a fucking, he does cross-dressing as a thing. Like, he's a full-on, like, RuPaul Drag Race kind of dude. Yeah. And me, they have gone blackout drunk and gone to gay clubs in, like, all the cities near us. And, like, this dude's yeah. amazingly nice. But I think it, uh, like, Del, you said it the best way. It's harmful for people to make it think. Because you're, like, wearing women's clothing, it means you're gay or trans. Yeah, can I actually, um, 
mentioned something from like the My Dress Up Darling manga that got cut from yeah. the anime. Yeah. Okay. So one of my favorite scenes, because it is both very funny and very heartwarming. Um, and I was very sad that it wasn't in the manga, was there's a scene where, and it's a classic misunderstanding scene, the main character Gojo is going to a tailor to get something made for Marin, the girl who he's making the cosplay for, and it's, I forget exactly what it is, but it's like, let's say it's like a, a, a sexy bunny costume, you know, it's supposed to be like a feminine thing, and the misunderstanding is the tailor thinks he's being, he's making it for Gojo, and Gojo's gonna wear yeah. it. And he has kind of like a knee-jerk reaction. Where he's like, wait, you want to wear this? And then there's like this really funny, but also really sweet moment where like you hear the... Yeah, I know exactly what you're like, referring to. Yeah, like, like, you, like, oh my God, you young men are taking interest. Yeah, like you hear the, ta- the Taylor's inner monologue where he's like, what am I doing? Like, we live in the current year. People should be allowed to wear what they want and be like comfortable. And people like me who are stuck in the wrong ways have no place. And it's just like this guy Aww. realizing his ignorance and it's like really sweet and really funny and they cut it from the anime and i was really sad about that well even boynich hotel one of my favorite mangas of all time has a character that re- thinks he's gay and realizes he's bisexual part way through the series yeah like well you know you know the gay assassin right yeah the one who there's like yeah. a part where these girls he are falls- like we'll show you your boobs and then he's yeah, like you're barking like- up the wrong tree yeah, he says, sorry, ladies, I'm gay, and then kills one of them. Yeah. But he falls in love later on with a female character, and he, he has this whole moment in his inner turmoil where he's like, I might be bisexual, depending on the translation you read. But still. Yeah, I, I, think, I, 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 I think it really comes down to the translation team should try to interpret the original series' intent. Yeah, because at, at that point when you're changing the meaning... You're not right. translating yes. something, you're adapting something. It's like it's like when me and Del talked about how like uh Shizuo or any or uh Naruto can't be translated because they end their sentences with an honorific. Which, right. you know, that's why you always get the Naruto. Believe it. Yeah. But it is because it's like I don't necessarily have a problem with stuff like that. And like like personally, and this is just me, like a big thing you see in Hollywood now is you know people oh. like changing a character's race and like an Percy Jackson is where I, I go for Jackson. Or, like, uh, Gordon becoming, or or Gordon oh, becoming sure. black in the Batman. Yeah, and I will be honest, I don't usually, I don't really have a problem with that because you know it, it, the way I see it is like I don't think necessarily being like represented it like trying to do that is a bad thing. You know, because, you, you know, you watch the Batman and you're like, you're, you, Gordon and Catwoman are cool in that movie, regardless. Um, but if it's like a direct, direct translation where they, like, do that, I'm like, okay, well, that's, that's not your job. It feels like too many people are trying I, I to saw... do good, but doing go it the ahead, wrong way. No, no, you're fine. I, I will also add the... Sorry, go ahead. Okay, I was just going to Pardon? Oh, I was going to ask, did y'all hear about Blizzard's... Uh... Matrix for oh deciding god. how diverse their characters no. are. Oh my god! Don't even get me started. They have One a straight up matrix on like, like basically right now, they have to have a certain amount of white. Yeah. So Del, oh, they yeah, they leak the matrix where it's like every character must either be gay, trans, <laughs> or something in this diversity circle to make sure there's diverse characters. <laughs> it's like they need to be like Hispanic and gay. It's like done. and they give points. So silly. Do you want to know the only? Do you want to know the only McCree? two canonically straight Is white that, characters in McCree? Overwatch right now? 
Mc, uh, Cassidy, Come because on. because uh, McCree was named after a developer. He's Cassidy now. Oh no, it's McCree. Well, it's McCree and Reinhardt are Reinhardt the only two canonically Reinhardt. straight white males really? in Overwatch. I hate yeah, no, I said he's not. No, he's, he's a man. Bi. He's just Reinhardt really friendly. No, uh Roadhog is the bi one. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, but the only two canonical so, characters are Reinhardt and, and like straight white males are Reinhardt. I also just McCree. feel like cowboys are all inherently I find bisexual, it, uh, but where funny. I, that's the plateau I'll die on. God. Now, now God. I'm really stereotypical sorry, old I, West I, gunslinger. I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Oh, but it, it's say, so fucked if you look at it. Uh, yeah. I find it funny that according to their numerical values, it's harder to be mm. black than it is to be a woman. That sort of yeah, that's another funny that thing that they sense, added. That actually yeah. Does yeah, sense. yeah. Like they yeah. actually... Yeah, and it's, like, hard, like, it's like the hardest to be Arab or something like that. It's very, it's very weird. Listen, you, like, if you want to make a character that's a minority... In whatever regard you want it, whether it's sexuality or race or like you want to make a homosexual character, you know the call best way that you're never going to catch sorry. black for? <laughs> exactly. Their sexuality, yeah. their appearance, their race should be a minor thing in their back. Oh my god, I just realized I'm going to yeah, say yeah. this to everyone in the major campaign thing. you're running tomorrow. Yeah. That's where all... Oh, no, no, the, I had nothing more to say. Sorry, I was saying I, I nonsense. I didn't interrupt you, but this was the point I was trying to make. Uh, okay, because uh, what I was trying to say before the Blizzard thing came up was, as much as I don't mind it when they, you know, like, they, if they change, like, Gordon to Black and the Batman, I don't mind that. I also don't think that's, like, what makes the movie good. I don't think it adds yeah. or improves in the movie at all. I think it's just something that is there. that movie specifically, fine, actually, but, you know, Anthony it's not Hopkins like, coming in and going, this man is military, and I think he might have sustained a disability. That's cool representation hours. That's cool representation. I yes. I also, Anthony Hopkins was my the favorite. Anthony Hopkins. Andy Circus. what am I saying? Andy Circus was my yes. favorite part of that movie. I'm sorry, I yeah. said the wrong name because okay, I was yeah, confused was... about all of my big British actor boys. Yo. Dude, I'm, I'm in such an Andy Circus mood. I'm listening to the Lord of the Rings audiobooks so and he narrates them and he's amazing. Dude, he's. I hope, I hope we get more of him in the Batman too. That's my big issue. Oh my gosh. I love Alfred. <laughs> like, Alfred is such but, a fun character. But guys, as we are coming to the close on this episode, I gotta say, I think we can all be in the consensus that the best way to incorporate people is by not making it the focus of your series, unless your series is supposed to be focused on that. Yeah, I think exactly. We're totally on that, because I was talking like I, I don't. I I do a pot, my own podcast kind of on again off again. And one of our first episodes, we talked about the, uh, we were talking about the. Oh. It was supposed to be just about the, the live action Powerpuff Girls, but it kind of became the shit show, oh. shit talk of like the uh, of CW in general because they do that stuff so horribly. Um, and the thing about that show is that they're making, I think Buttercup, uh, is being played by a black woman, and they're making her like a butch lesbian, and the because it's on CW. The best because case it's on the CW. CW is Harley Quinn or Poison Ivy. Don't at me. <laughs> I, I didn't hear that. But like, because it's on the CW, I know that they're not going to be able to yeah. help themselves, but deal with that. You know, like they're going to have like some like racist stuff happen to Buttercup because they think by doing that, it's that's good thing. and clever writing. Can I offer? Yeah. It's just. Anyways, I feel, I feel like that 
that yeah, feels more ahead. adaptation to me than anything else. And I saw this is whatever we all live in in the world. I saw I saw a TikTok not too long ago, Rip, where um no no this but I I do feel oh, like because this sake. is not my perspective because and also I guess caveat for listeners who have only heard my voice and who have never seen my face or anything like I'm a white person I'm an able bodied white person and. Uh, I saw a TikTok from a, a black fantasy author. It just came across my For You page like a couple of weeks ago. And this author, and I don't remember his name, unfortunately, but he was talking about the upcoming Percy Jackson adaptation, specifically the TV series, and was talking about the choice to cast a black Annabeth. I don't know. And, and Percy Jackson wasn't very important to me when I was growing up. I kind of, I think I was a little... It does specifically well, state she, in that series too that Annabeth is a white person eyes, exactly. with gray so eyes. This author offered his commentary and said, if Annabeth had moved through the world as a young black woman, she probably would have had different experiences and made different choices. So it's actually not enough to just adapt something in this way and cast an actor of color in the role of a person who is just a book character yeah. who it's the same thing as like black Hermione on Broadway, for example. It's it's I I yeah. I'm not confused about why the PR team or the casting team went the way they did. However, knowing that both uh, the author of the person who wrote the Harry Potter Broadway, I don't want to say her name because she makes me feel awful, uh, and also Rick Riordan, like they're both white people, right? So there's something about those those people are only ever going to yeah. have their own perspectives when it comes to writing these young young characters, right? And so um, yeah. I, I love centering the story. And if you are going to make casting choices that don't reflect the original text, then I hope you're having some serious conversations with your actors and with your casting team and with your creators about why you're making those choices and what those choices look like in practice so that you can tell an informed story later. That's all. And and not just her, her, yeah. this person is black for like politics, right? Like it's gotta be well-written and well done, but... I think that being said, we should bring this series to a close, and I think I have the perfect way to end it off before we get into our ending sign-offs. The big thing with the D&D campaign I'm doing is it's New Orleans voodoo-hoodoo-themed in a fantasy world. Now, when I went into this series, the biggest thing I had to do was make sure I wrote these characters from a proper perspective. So I actually had a friend who is from New Orleans, or Nolens as he says it, uh actually consult me on writing the world to make sure it wasn't racist or offensive in an uncon like an a disconventional way. And Dell's been through some of the shit I thought out in this world. You can admit Dell's pretty well thought I'm out. I'm looking forward to playing. Yes. Yes. And that's why I went through so much effort to make sure it was written because I'm sitting down in a whiskey bar with this dude slamming whiskey shots and he just slams on the atomic fireballs and gives me the man with the hacks, and I'm like, well, guess I'm writing a D&D campaign about this, and he goes, oh, let me help you out, make sure it's not racist, and I go, yeah, and you know what, I feel like a lot of writer rooms need that these days, but, that being said, Cree Puff, where can we find you? You can find me every two weeks at the Anna Buddies podcast, uh, 
available on all podcasting platforms where we just have a have a time. Have a time and drink water. Uh, well, Del, where can we catch me. you? I'm far too slippery for that, my love. However, if you want to hear the dulcet tones of my voice, um, you you can <laughs> hear me along with a couple of other folks if you search for The Serete, which is a Bleach Rewatch podcast. You can find that wherever podcasts are streamed. And keep an eye out throughout June and July. We're actually going to be starting an arcane podcast for people who like the fandom but have never played LOL, I promise that's not shady. It's just what we're doing um, as as part of our expanded. Well, I checked out of Arcane. I checked out of Arcane like when there was no one. Nautilus or Mordekaiser. Uh, that's fair. I, was I uh, sad that we were it's, in it's Zon the and there was first no season. Give them time. Uh, but again, you might not be our target audience. If listeners, you feel like you just want to hear right. about I, uh, how the episodes got made, you want to hear about the music, you want to hear about characters, you want to hear about maybe people who, if you're a fandom person who has also not played LOL but digs Arcane, then you know, keep an eye out for that. June, July, we're going to be releasing that before too long um, as part of our, we can't drop the name yet, but we're going to be launching our network soon. Right now, if you just follow the Seirete, that'll get you pretty close. So keep an eye out, keep an ear out, etc., etc. And will my Boa Hancock wearing no underpants showing uh, Boa Hancock of my friends group? Where can we catch you? You can find me behind your local watering pole oh jerking off the local out. rich yes. man for money. You can also <laughs> find me. Yeah. Uh, shout out it's Jeff Bezos. You're my boy. Uh, but uh, you can also find Gachi and I in the next in the coming weeks on the Weebsty Boys. Which is our 90s-themed uh, rip-off parody of the Beastie Boys, where we're going to be talking oh. about people's My Anime List, general anime gripes we have, and possibly some special guests. Hopefully possibly Briggs from Rant Cafe, maybe Megan and Josh from, uh, you know, the Volume 1 podcast, possibly Cody from Live from Saturn, oh, and most guaranteedly Dell and Creep Puffs at some point. Yeah. As well as our good friend Tiberius. Oh, hell yeah, Dell. I just really want because every every time I find out Aww. that someone's a fan of Stormlight or Brandon, I just want to talk to them. It's actually really so. nice to talk about these things out loud. I feel like I just live inside Everyone's my own little world when it comes to a lot of fantasy novel fiction stuff. And so, yes, I agree. This has been really nice. Yes. Anyways, with that being said, I believe this comes to a newest end for the episode of Talking Anime, which is rare for me to not have Mitch or Triple in it, but I found three lovely guests, one of which is recurring, another one which is invited me on their podcast, and one of which you can catch on Roll Pock Toe. And that being said, I hope you have a wonderful day. And remember, don't have sex with the big titty waifu from the whorehouse. She might have... A weird interdimensional disease you it. don't know about. She might be worth have a good it. one. Don't have sex Goodbye. before marriage. Maybe she right. is. Can have a vagina dentata. Oh my god, that's a reference I haven't heard in a while. Anyways, peace. <laughs>